Hi everyone, I'm Susan Harrow, media coach, marketing strategist, and author of the best-selling book, Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. I'm also CEO of PRSecrets.com, and I want to welcome you to the Be A Media Darling podcast. Join us on BeAMediaDarling.com and PRSecrets.com, where you'll get free goodies and also the resources that we mention in each episode, as well as other delightful things that will help you shine in the media spotlight. On Media Coaching Monday, I'll show you exactly what you need to do mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually to prepare for specific types of media appearances, including written print interviews, phone interviews, radio appearances, TV appearances, speaking engagements, podcasts, of course, panel events, and more. Tune in every Monday to get your soundbite set for your time in the spotlight. Our topic today is four secrets to becoming a guest on top TV talk shows. I'm constantly amazed at the number of people who want to get on the top TV talk shows, but have never even been a guest on a local show. This is like trying to run a marathon without walking a mile. And I do get calls every day from Oprah wannabes who are launching a book or have a product or a cause that they want to sell. Now they want to get on Super Soul Sunday, as well as in into O, the Oprah magazine. And I can tell in the first 10 seconds of the phone message if I want to work with the person calling, or even via email, by the way. I can tell in the first 10 seconds of reading the email if it's a person that I want to work with. And about 90% fail the test. Talk show producers assess you as brutally, more brutally, and honestly, as I do. And this is via email and on the phone, right? Their job depends on it. Even after you've managed to pass those first 10 seconds in an interview on the phone, you must maintain their interest with sharply focused sound bites or you won't make the cut. So in those first few moments when you speak, they're critical. It's important to craft your words carefully, making sure that the content pertains to what a producer wants. And what they want is they want guests who are knowledgeable, thoughtful, witty, and wise, and who are comfortable in their own skin and comfortable on camera. So recently, actually, this was a while ago, I guess it wasn't so recent, but I taught an all-day class to a division of the International Coach Federation, and they were keenly interested in creating soundbites to get on TV shows. And we worked on that for hours. It was then that I realized how difficult it is for people to be succinct, to be clear and to the point. And so we're not going to focus today on developing sound bites. I'm going to fo- I will focus on that in another podcast. This will be about how you can get the coveted spot on a top TV talk show. So if you are keen on knowing how to create your sound bites, which is absolutely essential to getting on TV, I will put a link in Be a Media Darling podcast for my Your Signature Sound Bites course. So that's the real key to getting media. Getting the media, is a t- it's the real key to three things. Number one, pitching the media and getting their attention. Number two, passing the producer's audition. And number three, knowing what to say once you're booked on an appearance and are actually appearing on the show to inspire people to buy or buy into whatever it is that you're offering. In other words, to drive business in the direction you want, to really make your publicity work for you. It's key. Sound bites are key. So here's what I want to talk about next. This is what happens typically 
when a producer calls. Here's how it goes. The phone rings, ding-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling-a-ling, and then you hear an authoritative voice say, hello, I'm the producer of Good Morning America or um, CNN or The Today Show or any other top talk show, you name it. This is your big moment, the break that you've been waiting for. After you catch your breath, what do you do? Producers make an instant assessment of you in 30 seconds or less. So when you get that coveted call from a producer, you aren't just talking to him, you're auditioning. You're being screened to be accepted or eliminated as a guest on their show. How can you pass the audition? And by the way, there's typically more than one audition if you're going for a top TV talk show. So you pass one audition and then you have typically have to pass one or two more. Secret number one is ask before you speak. Before you even open your mouth to start pitching yourself or your story to the producer, ask them this simple question. Can you tell me a little bit about the kind of show you envision? In other words, ask the producer the angle that he or she is planning to take because doing so has two advantages. First, it gives you a moment to overcome the shock and to collect your thoughts. Second, once you hear the producer's reply, you can gear your pitch, you can angle your pitch to the type of information that he or she is seeking. Then you listen closely to that angle that he's interested in, and then you tailor your points to it. So publicists often use this technique to get their clients booked on shows. Uh, I did this as a publicist before I became a media coach for many, many years. It's called thinking on your feet quickly. They get before they give. So they're in a really good position to tell only the most pertinent information about their client. Because oftentimes as a publicist, I had lots of different angles in mind for the client. I listened to what the producer said and I only addressed that particular angle that they were interested in, not all the other dozens of things or dozens of ideas that I had that I knew that my client could, um, could do. Secret number two, wow the producers with brevity. Follow the advice of jazz musician Dizzy Gillespie. He said, it's not how much you play, it's how much you leave out. Keep your list of talking points by the phone when you call a producer or a producer calls you or up on your computer so you will be succinct. You will actually on the computer is better because then you can search by a word really quickly if you have an answer and everything all on the page. But if you're a note, if you're a note card gal or guy, that's that's fine too. Um, I would have your notes organized by the name or the type of story, right? Or points you want to make. So you will already have rehearsed your points so that they'll sound natural and inviting. And you'll be prepared with several different angles or pitches, which are different ways to slant your information. Because nobody gets on these shows without a pre-interview, says publicist Leslie Rossman. She was my publicist, by the way, for Sell Yourself Without Selling Your Soul. And she uh, works with all the top uh publishing houses, New York publishing houses for their authors, including like the Dalai Lama and Terrence McKenna. So what she says is be a great interview, but don't worry about the product you want to sell them because if you're a great guest and you make great TV, they'll want you. And keep in mind the words of Robert Frost, who says half the world is composed of people who have something to say and can't, and the other half who have nothing to say and keep on saying it. So you want to be the first one, right? The the people who have something to say. Oh, wait, <laughs> you don't want to be something to say and can't and the other half who have nothing to say and keep on saying it. You want to be the person who has something to say and can. 
he doesn't address that, but that's what I say. Be the person to have something to say, and you can say it in very short order, 10 to 30 seconds max. Secret number three is prove you're not a nutcase. If you're a nutcase on air, the producer will lose their job. What constitutes a nutcase? You may think that it's a positive trait to be enthusiastic, and it is, but anyone who's overly zealous about his passion is considered a nut. Best-selling author and screenwriter Richard Price talks about this phenomenon as, quote, the dangerous thrill of goodness. He says what happens is you can get very excited by your own power to do good. Do not get carried away by this thrill. One way to tell if you're being too zealous is that you're hammering your point at top speed at the energy of a locomotive pulling that toot lever nonstop. I remember a man calling me up about and calling me up and telling me about how he was single-handedly taking on Starbucks, who he felt had done him wrong, and he wanted me to promote his cause. While this could have been a great David versus Goliath type story, he was so long on emotion and so short on facts, and to some statistics or figures would have really tempered his mania. But he also never checked in with me to see if he had my interest. So by talking loudly and barely pausing for a breath, he appeared to be a man who would not take direction well. So his single-mindedness was really off-putting. It was not engaging. So I had no desire to work with him. When you're talking to a producer, speak for 30 seconds or so, and then check in by asking simply, is this the kind of information you're looking for? You can also listen for other verbal cues such as encouraging grunts or ahas or anything that that's that the producer is doing to help move you forward and acting interested. Secret number four, can you make the big point? Contributors to the popular radio show This American Life, which is hosted by Ira Glass, have taken to calling the wrap-up epiphany at the end of the story the big point. This is the moment that the narrator gives his perspective on the story and attempt to elevate it from the mundane to the universal. Another radio personality who you may know well, Garrison Keillor, a Prairie Home Companion, is a master at it. He tells these long rambling stories. This is not good advice for you. It really works for him in his format, remember? Then he ties up all the story strands in a very coherent and satisfying way. So as a great guest, the part that you want to take from Garrison Keillor is that you want to illuminate your story with a big standout point that helps the audience see the significance of your story in their world or the world at large. So rather than hitting them over the head with a two by four, you want to share your insights with a feather-like touch. By framing your story, you alert the producer to the fact that you're a thinker and can contribute great insights and clarity to a story, thus increasing its appeal. So, um, oh, so the other thing I want to quote Steve, a publicist, uh, Steve O'Keefe, who said, you never get a second chance to make a bad impression. So my final point is don't lose the opportunity of a lifetime because you don't know the rules. So these are four of them. And I do have more of them in a guide called, this was all uh, pulled out of my guide called it, my ebook called Secrets to Get Top TV talk show producers to book you as a guest. So if that's something that you want, I will put the link on it, link to it on beamediadarling.com. 
Speak your mind, stand your ground, and sing your song. And I hope to see you on a top TV talk show. Hop on over to BeAMediaDarling.com for any of the resources that we mentioned in this episode and also for free goodies. You'll also find over there some surprises because I would love to be able to delight you. Thanks so much for listening to the Be A Media Darling podcast with me, Susan Harrow. If you enjoyed the show, please subscribe on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. And remember, speak your mind, stand your ground, sing your song. I look forward to meeting you.